Hey guys, welcome to Procedural Death Labyrinth. It's a podcast where we prove that there's a game out there for everyone. So I'm Harry, I'm a developer. I worked on Minecraft for three years. That was pretty cool. You haven't done anything cool since then. That's so true. No. <laughs> and I'm Hannah. I haven't worked on anything relevant to video games, but I have certainly put a good amount of time in since a young age. You've got a good breadth on the games. And you fall in love with games like... I feel like our relationship is partly based on our love for Nuclear Throne. Yes, Nuclear Throne is wondrous. Yeah, I have like weird, very specific passions. Like I recently found you downloaded Rogue Legacy and I've defeated all the bosses in Rogue Legacy. I've spent hours and hours of my life on that. But then I didn't know that was a roguelike. Yep, it's a roguelike. It's a procedural death labyrinth. Yes. I think technically Rogue Legacy is a roguelike-like, but let's not get into that. No. And we have a silent member who I assume is not going to introduce himself in the form of <laughs> your little brother, Sam. Little's a strong word. He's like six foot three. So Sam's 15. Um, he plays a lot of video games. He plays a lot of Team Fortress 2. He has really, he has good breadth as well though. Like He loves fighting games and I've still never understood fighting games. At some point, I think we should get in on Street Fighter or Tekken or Combat. So the plan for this podcast is to talk about the games we've loved, the games that have formed us, um, the games of our past, our present, and maybe even lure some developers to chat to us. I mean, I think we've realised there's quite a lot. We all have certain loves of games. So a tagline I love is games are for everyone. Do you not know games are no, for everyone? No, I didn't know this was a right. thing. Games are for everyone. I think they tour a lot. They're mostly in Scotland. They do really good pop-up gaming events where they feature a lot of indie games and stuff. So damn them for coming up with the excellent name Games Are For Everyone. Because ours is sort of a nod to that, our description, but yeah, I didn't realise that. Because the reason I came to Games Are For Everyone is because I was saying I really love discovering people you would just never have any idea would be into video games. And then slowly you'll mm. talk to them and realise they have one specific mad love for a game from their childhood. Or for me, I, I think people always think I'm going to like girly games with long plot lines and lots of cutscenes and... Mm. Actually, I just love shooting things. I work in a job that's really emotionally intense and I just want to come home and shoot lots of stuff in Doom. Pull hearts and eyes out of things. Delicious. <laughs> I think people make a lot of assumptions and I think gamer doesn't have to be a dirty word. I think we can all be gamers. So we're 29 minutes away from Fallout 76. 27 now. 27? Yeah. We better get this done. <laughs> I know. We can't be wasting time with a podcast. Yeah, it's exciting. So I haven't played the new beta yet. I've got about four hours in. I played till three in the morning, which nice. I do not regret at all. Do you not? No, it was actually awesome. I've got a lot of unresolved questions. So what's your history with Fallout? So I think I came to Fallout quite late in the game. I played Fallout or whenever that came out. I don't That's know when really that was. <laughs> was that really recent? Well, actually, before I played Fallout 4, I'd played a Minecraft mod of Fallout at one point, but I didn't know that was Fallout, but that was quite exciting. And I'd played Fallout Shelter, like that weird app game for a while. And then I played Fallout 4, and I loved Fallout 4. I think it was probably about, like the first big open world game I'd ever played, I suspect. And I really I really liked it. I loved Vats. And I think because it wasn't that scary because everything else in the open world is quite pow, pow, pow. No, no, you're right. And like Vats is really cool. I think I forget about how good Vats is. It just makes it really cinematic. You get these mm -hmm. amazing moments where the enemy's head explodes into tiny pieces. 
How would you explain VATS to someone who doesn't know what VATS is? It's sort of a carryover from Fallout's history of being turn-based, I think. So you pause the game, you take aim, and then you have like a, an RNG chance to hit someone wherever you target them on the body. An RNG you... chance? <laughs> random chance. Yeah. Okay, randomly generated chance. Yeah. So one of the things you can do with that is you can actually target individual body parts or you can target other stuff like grenades. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. But if someone lobs a grenade at you and fall out, you can vats it and shoot it and it explodes in their hand. I think I must have yeah. seen that happen. That's cool. I mean, I think I like it. It was a good introduction because it's less stressful for like a big open world game because mm. you have a bit of time to work out and think what's going on, which I love. And mm. I was really worried that the new Fallout wasn't going to have that. Yes. We'll get onto that because it sort of does, but it sort Ooh. of doesn't. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying your genuine surprise right now. Yeah. I, well, I thought, because I was heartbroken that it didn't have vats yeah. and was suspicious. And then you then said yesterday it did have vats and now you're saying it might not have vats well, it... so that's distressing <laughs> i'm just messing with you no yeah. it does have vats but it's real time you're squinting at me yeah i don't <laughs> understand yeah nobody knows i'll show you well we'll play it in 20 minutes how did you come to fallout harry um so i came to fallout through fallout 3 i think a lot of people did i mean so fallout 3 is now 10 years old and Fallout 2 is 20 years old. So, like, when people talk about Fallout now, I sort of just assume they're talking about new Fallout, Bethesda Fallout. But there's a lot of diehards who think that Fallout 3 and everything since then has been total sacrilege. Did Bethesda only take over Fallout, Fallout 3? Yeah, so basically Interplay had Fallout. They made two great games, Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. And then the subsequent games... So they were like isometric turn-based RPGs. They looked a lot like XCOM. Yeah, that isometric thingy thing you just said went totally over my head, but <laughs> I believe you. It's where you're looking down at them from an angle, like a 45-degree angle. I would have never imagined that. Yeah. There you go. And so Bethesda, were they bigger than Fallout? I always imagined Bethesda as like a tentacled octopus because of its name. I don't know why. Don't you think it sounds octopusy? No. <laughs> I'm imagining it. That's amazing. And like it's assuming other games. Do you know an octopus called Bethesda? No. <laughs> you think I would, wouldn't you? <laughs> anyway, so was it big? Did it already have some big names on it? Yeah, so Bethesda... I can't remember exactly when it was, but Bethesda at the time was famous for Elder Scrolls. Oh. So mm-hmm. I think they'd just come off the back of Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Come off the back of Oblivion, okay. Which is another game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You played Oblivion, right? No. Right, you play Skyrim. Yeah. So Elder Scrolls is a series that sort of started back in the day. Do you know the name Morrowind? Yes, I do. Okay. So Morrowind, then Oblivion, then Skyrim. And okay. they're all part of the same lineage. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. So basically what happened was Bethesda came along and they bought Fallout and they made Fallout 3. Everybody was like, it's just going to be Oblivion with guns. And it sort of was. And there wasn't, there's nothing bad about that, I assume? No, there's nothing bad about that at yeah. all. Except that it doesn't quite live up to the the Fallout name. And what is the Fallout name? Or are we still, because we just watched before we started this, we watched some of Fallout 1 and 2. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't done much gaming. So to me, it just looked like Harvest Moon <laughs> <laughs> in Fallout version. It weirdly did because it had a lot of farmland. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's, I've, 
uh, recognize I probably didn't get the full body of um, Fallout. I think you didn't see the turn-basedness. Like, it was very dark. Apparently the sense of humor was different. Mm. You could become a porn star, which I think is gross. Yeah. I can't, like, that doesn't really relate to the new Fallout. I haven't, well, the yeah. Fallout I've played, I don't remember there being a porn star option. <laughs> that's that's an unlock. Okay, is it? Uh, <laughs> no. Is that probably a DLC? That. Yeah, DLC, yeah. So, we could probably talk about old Fallout forever, but like, what part of Fallout 4 did you enjoy? Wandering around the scenery, kind of explore like a lot of exploration and then going back to my wee shelter, putting some pictures up of cats, um, storing all my guns. Yeah, so I was Is about to say, I basically have never completed a, an Elder Scrolls game. I've never completed the main arc because I just don't give them monkeys, which is kind of wild considering that like it's meant to be a story driven rpg but then it's not is it it's mostly exploration so i think the thing is with fallout is i was sort of pottering my way through the general story arc but i really hate cutscenes, since i rant about them a lot um so i never really like i saw someone play my partner at the time played all of fallout 4 so i'd seen everything that happened i was more interested in exploring the mm. the the, you know, going off to the, the thingy, the green place. So, like, that's okay for me. Like, all my good memories of Oblivion are, like, delving into really deep labyrinthian dungeons full of goblins. Oh. Goblins everywhere. And Fallout is exactly the same. Like, Fallout, I spent all my time killing ghouls in deep, dark ruins. And... Yeah, there's lots of good ghoul action. And, yeah, going into underground tunnels. Yeah, and... like subway tunnels. Yes. That was awesome. I have very fond memories of stalking through Fallout 3 tunnels. What did you think of the Fallout 4 base building? It was okay. I mean, I think maybe part of me was just really annoyed that I couldn't make my house look as nice as I wanted to it because you had to put down distressed, distressed carpet. Very specific rage. It was okay. I mean, there wasn't much point in the base building. Like, it was kind of useful, but I never really got that into it. I'm really excited about that, about the new Fallout. It's not the best building mechanic in the world. Also, I sort of share your share your thoughts about carpets like surely people have cleaned up by now how long has it been since the apocalypse why has nobody picked up that lamppost yeah and why would they work so hard building a house that has huge gaps in it like put wood up with exactly. no yeah yeah i spent a lot of time tidying up so it's funny actually because like fallout 4 the building mechanic didn't seem very useful you spent a lot of time defending your colonies your towns yeah so Fallout 76, it takes the traditional Fallout formula and just makes it multiplayer, basically. There's now PvP elements. I think the emphasis is on cooperation, exploring the wasteland together. Yeah, I think that's my that was my big fear when I heard about it, because it's the exploration, not really the fighting that I'm into. So I initially heard about Fallout 76 and was like, ruined everything I love about it. Um, mm. But then I'd forgotten kind of about how it would mean that you can do that exploration and you can build your base with people. So one of my main questions is how it's all going to work when when we don't play for three days will we come back to death and carnage. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, so with regards to how the PvP is going to affect us, basically PvP you have to opt into. 
if someone comes up to you and shoots you, they refer to it as a slap. So it'll only do a tiny amount of damage to you. And then what happens is you can either walk away or you can fight them. So it's sort of weird. So it's sort of like half PvP. Um, As to how you protect bases, I don't quite know. You can own a piece of land and you can build whatever you want on it. And I think people can initiate PvP to attack you and to take over that land. But how that works if you've been offline for three days, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because how is the land going to work? So I assume... There must be multiple servers running, else like everyone will have claimed all of the Fallout map. Yeah. This is a stupid question. But No, that's perfectly legit. So like yeah. how many people are gonna play Fallout? Concurrently you'll probably have like tens of thousands. I don't really know. There'll be different instances, different oh. worlds, I think they call it. The question is how so what I'm wondering is like, do you stay on the same server? So if you start playing on a server with Coctimus Prime <laughs> Ah yes. My old friend. Mm-hmm. So you might make mates on these servers, you know, like you'll run into Coctimus and will he be on the same server next time you log in? Will will there be some persistence? Like if you go down the road and you find a massive base, is that base going to be there next time you log in? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. So like, and if we're on at the same time, will we automatically be in the same server? That's a good question. I'd... The answer is no, I think, unless you're teamed up. Oh, okay. Unless we're partied up. So many questions. So many questions. The more I think about this, the more my mind is blown. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Who is this aimed at? Because I think it's missing, I think it's missing something of the Fallout single player experience. It's missing NPCs. Yeah, that would be strange not to have them because I got really attached in Fallout. Nick Valentine was there. Nick Valentine. Yeah, he was lovely. He's my pal. Um, He's a robot, right? Yeah. Spoilers. Is it obvious that he's a robot? Yeah, I mean, I think half his body is robotic. Okay. So it's not really a spoiler then? No. Sweet. I thought you were about to announce a spoiler about Fallout 76 there and was excited. There's no spoilers because there's no plot. Ah! There is no plot? Ah, good question. So there is an underlying thread that carries it through and it's quite creepy and it's kind of awesome so far. So I think you should know that the cat pictures are not available at the start. (gasps) They are locked. Really? Is I this suspect. A, is this a joke or? No. The first thing I did when I realised it was paintings was I went to the cat pictures because I know you like cat pictures and I discovered that they are locked. There's two possibilities. Either you unlock them through playing the game. Are they going to make me pay money? I will be raging. Same. I don't want to have to pay money for cats. I'm not, you know, this isn't Candy Crush. I sort of wish Sam was here. He's happy to plough money into... Team Fortress 2. I think at one point he owned about hundreds of pounds worth of hats. For Team Fortress 2? Yes. And that's a conservative estimate. (sighs) Is it a hat-based game? No. (laughs) Well, I mean, it sort of is. Depends who you ask. So I guess we won't find out how the microtransactions work either in the beta. Yeah. We'll just have to pray. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. It doesn't come off well on audio. We also only have six minutes to go. I know. So we kind of have to get on it. Yeah, okay, so we're going to wrap this up. Yep. There's a super mute out there, by the way. Oh, this will be. Oh, there's a few. Hello. Oh, Jesus. Yikes. Yo. Jeepers, creepers. Oh, I'm almost dead. (laughs) Jeepers, creepers. Stop lagging. I got to fight these green creatures. You can back up if you want. 
No, no, I ain't, I ain't no coward. What do you think of me? No, no, no. Goat hair trigger 44 caliber pistol. If you and take it. And he has a tibia. <laughs> I took his tibia. Nice. <laughs> I don't think it's I his tibia. No, I snatched your tibia. How you feel? Uh, this is the worst thing ever. Oh. I have wooden armor. <laughs> We're gonna MTV cribs today. We're uh, there's a screwdriver over here. No, he exploded. Duct tape. In I'm gonna take the duct tape. There's a dirty. I take everything, bro. Oh, there's a bobblehead. Explosions. I'm taking it. Jangles the moon monkey. Oh, take the jangle. Take jangles. What's the jangles? Take jangles. That was fine. That was eventful. Hannah. Mm -hmm. We've just played some Fallout. You played less than I did. Yeah, so we were really excited at the beginning. And then it turned out my laptop isn't quite good enough to really yeah. play it. We're talking about a pretty good laptop with a 1050. Like a 1050 is a mid-range card. You can get a really solid frame rate on PUBG. So when Harry says frame rate card, all I really know is that graphics car cards, it turns out, are really important. <laughs> and... The fancier your graphics card, the fancier you're going to be able to play games. But I did spend a significant amount of money on to get a laptop that we thought could play most games, but it's not going to play the new Fallout. So people are reporting performance issues. Guys out there with like 1070 Ti's are saying they're not getting a solid frame rate. Probably cost them about 600 quid. Yeah, there's some really serious performance issues and I just don't think it's justifiable based on what the game looks like. Yeah, because you weren't expecting, like, you're the one in the know, and you thought my laptop might be a little bit sad and unhappy yeah. with it, but we didn't think it'd be completely unplayable, and it basically was. What we got, blooming slideshow, even on lowest settings, I'm actually disgusted. It's actually really put me off. It's quite sad, because we were really excited. So I think that may have slightly tainted our view, but you then had a nice little bonding time with the new Fallout, you and Sam. Yeah, so we played we played quite a lot. Um, Sam actually got bored of it quite quickly. So what I do like, the scavenging is really fun. The map's really large. The environmental storytelling that's really important to Fallout is all still there. It's just like, it's vibrant and scavenging with your friend is fun. Graphics are nice. It feels a lot lighter um, and a lot richer. And that really excited me. Because there's different loot streams, right? That means that so you're in a team, you're standing next to each other, you open a box, the box will have different items for each of you. If I'm like, oh, Hannah, look, there's a revolver in this chest. And then Hannah looks, there's no revolver. It breaks the immersion a little bit for me. Yeah, it's weird, because in a way it's a plus, because, you know, no one's stealing your stuff. If you want to pick up all the drugs or you want to yeah. pick up all the monkeys, then you can do that. But it is a bit weird. But then you can pick them up and trade them, I assume? Yeah, so you can still share. I mean, in a way, it's nice because it encourages sharing. There's an interesting facet of the game where you slowly unlock plans to build things. So you can build armour and costumes. So I found a plan to build a vault tech university jumpsuit within our party of three i'm the only one who can craft a vault tech jumpsuit maybe there's this wonderful aspect of like a little only harry knows how to build the party hats i'm in charge of party hats that is quite fun you can't pass on the blueprint no 
I can't decide how I feel about that. Yeah, I know. So this sort of segues nicely into microtransactions. One thing I noticed early on is that a lot of the items that you want to put in your house are locked at the start of the game. So I wonder how much of that is going to be pay to unlock. I mean, the game's already going to be like £45. And already what am I having to buy a graphic card that costs two grand to run it? And then a laptop. And then I have to spend 5p a suit with cat print. You are super optimistic. I really like the idea of a cat print suit. If Bethesda are listening, Todd, get on that. Who's Todd? Todd Howard. He's the creator of Fallout. Todd Howard, we'd love to see pictures of you in a cat suit. About how much that cat suit's going to cost you. It's not going to be 5p. No, it's not going to be 5p at all. Someone leaked the pricing. It might not be final, but the pricing was £10 for 1,000 atoms. You can buy atoms and spend them on giant hats. Sam's going to love this shit. 1,000 for £10. A baseball cap costs 500. So that's a fiver? It's a fiver for a pretty duff hat. I could buy a real hat for a fiver. One of the things that Todd Howard said was, we're going to throw atoms at you. There's lots of ways to earn atoms in the game. So you don't have to go and spend your own money. But then what's the point in having them? Well, that's the point. They have an incentive to strictly limit how many atoms you can earn, right? So I played, how many hours did I play? I must have played about eight hours. I got to level 11 and I earned 480 atoms, which is not enough to buy a hat. 20 off a hat. I mean, this is the beta, so maybe they're going to clean that up. I don't know how I feel, because like a lot of the stuff that I need, I find in game. Like I found a policeman's uniform, uh, a paramedic's uniform, a builder's hat. So you need them. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, let's be honest. This is a bit like Destiny. You want to be the prettiest space wizard of them all. Oh, true. So, like, if you're not looking fancy, why are you even there? And I suppose this is equally even more important now you're a multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody on the Reddit's freaking out about microtransactions. Well, Reddit's really salty. So, like, everybody's freaking out about everything. I mean, I feel their pain. I'm... Yeah, I mean, it'll shake out. It'll come out in the wash. Which is partly why I want to cancel my pre-order. To be honest. Sorry, Todd. I think obviously it's not going to run on my laptop, so it's whether I'm going to buy it on PS4 or not. From the little bit I've played, I probably only played like an hour. Like, the bits I liked weren't new things. They were bits that I liked about the old Fallout 4. Like, part of me just wants to go Mm. home today and play Fallout 4 again. It's more of the same, isn't it? Yeah, but then I do love Fallout 4 and I love the environments, and you're saying the environment's a lot bigger, so... In that way, maybe there's nothing wrong with it being more of the same. I did one quite long quest where you're working on a cold case for a robot who's lost this kid. But this was like 50 years ago. The robot wants to know if the kid's still alive. And you spend a long time looking for this kid. And, it, you know, it leads you by the nose. And if you don't want to read the, the diaries and stuff, then you might get pretty bored. But it's a nice, it was a nice little quest. Didn't you have a weird stalker other quest man? That is a weird thing, like, it's like a scavenger hunt, and if there's anybody else on that quest at the same time as you, they're basically tailing you. So Rock Paper Shotgun have a really good article about this, and they say that it's sort of like watching people go around a museum, listening to... The same audio information, yeah, Yeah. at a different time, yeah. It's exactly like that, it's like a museum. And I suppose that's even more, no 
non-people character. Like, what's that? <laughs> non-player characters. Non-player characters. They're specifically only robot characters. <laughs> I didn't really get the desire to interact with anyone in the bits I did. I mean, some people did come and shank us at one point. Um, because I was shooting some ghouls and I think I mistakenly shot them, which means they could then shoot me and then they killed me instantaneously. It is really conspicuous, the lack of NPCs. It just doesn't feel real. I loved that bit in Fallout 4 where you wandered up and you're like, oh, someone has a wee farm here and you'd have a chat to them about their farm and, you know, you felt like you were in the world. Well, this, it's like a museum. It's not a bad thing, it's just different. But maybe it will no longer, it is a museum, but it will become sort of repopulated by other players. And that's the theory, is that you'll come across oh, a, a nice little farm run by a group of pals somewhere else in the world. I imagine that's the vision. Yeah, I absolutely think that's the vision. And I think that might be the reality as well. I think once people settle into it. It's quite a gorgeous idea if it works. It's a really nice idea and I think that's part of that's part of the beauty and the problem of this, that it's unproven. I don't know if I'm gonna play it, I don't know which of my mates will play it. I don't know how much I wanna play with the other players in the environment. Yeah, none of the other players really wanted to play with me. I kept on standing close to them and saying hello. No one spoke back to me. There was no one out there. God. <laughs> we just want to make friends. I had one guy want to be my friend. It was the guy who was shadowing me on this quest. Oh. I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling in the mood. You know I mean, what I mean, though? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it's Fallout. You don't really expect to be social. Maybe it's the beginning of a new exciting era. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this is where people will meet now instead of yeah. Tinder. I now have this vision that, like, Todd Howard's just wandering this game. How do we know how many of these people aren't just people working for Bethesda wandering around the game? Todd, if you need a friend, you can totally, like, play with us. I don't know. I don't know what he's like to game with. <laughs> I'm not extending my offer. <laughs> Alright, I'll play with Todd. You Fine. Can just... I'll be playing Fallout 4. On PS4? Yeah. I still don't know if I'm going to play Fallout 76. I might end up playing it on PS4. If you end up playing on PS4. That's the sort of weird tyranny of having friends. <laughs> I mean, the problem is, is if we agree to play it on PS4, don't live together, so we end up in this weird situation where we have with some other games, where it's like we only play them when we're free, but not in the same flat. <laughs> Unless we, we go full on and set up two computers and two PS4s, and th you know that means you're really committed to a whole weekend of gaming if you're going to do that. I'm really confident that you could play the whole game without microtransactions. Yeah, but it'd be sad if it ruined it. Like, Yeah, if your house wasn't quite pretty enough without yeah. it. If I spend think... £45, I want to be able to put all the cat pictures on the wall without spending another £10. I feel like cat pictures should be included. Todd. I really hope you enjoyed the first episode. We've enjoyed making it. Yeah, and we're still feeling out, so very open to suggestions. Next episode, we are planning to talk about love and loss in early access. It sounds dramatic, but like it really hurts. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about that butthurt thing that gamers do where they spend twenty pounds on something and then they expect the earth. I just want someone to finish their game. I mean, if you know me, you can guess which game I'm talking about. Then again, there's a couple of games that we love in early access. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. Bye.
there, by the way. Oh, this will be. Oh, there's a few. Oh. Hello. Oh, Jesus. Yikes. Yo. Jeepers, yeah. creepers. Oh, I'm almost dead. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers. Stop lagging. I gotta fight these green creatures.